Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word this, this afternoon. Um, thank you for making it simple, accessible, practical, dynamic, and um, meet everybody at the different levels of growth. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So we, we started this series. You guys, you reduced this. You reduced this. You did. Last week, I had more space than this. Okay? So, um, David, how are you finding the job? Is it good? Let's, let's clap for David. <laughs> he the other time he asked me, he said, am I not going to do my job again? <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, last week we started talking. Well, we've I think it's been like two weeks now. You know how we do our series. One series gives birth to the other series. So, last week we're talking about the gospel of the kingdom. And I wanted to share with us from Mark chapter 5, but I ended up talking by the Spirit of God about righteousness. Okay? In um, Matthew chapter 6, um, from verse 33, 34, Jesus says, Seek ye first what? Seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness, and every other thing shall be added. So um, uh, we started looking at that word righteousness. We also looked at, we majored on repent, what repentance looks like. Said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Does that make sense? So we spent time looking at that word repent and righteousness. But I want to I wanna see how the Holy Spirit helps us. So please don't be put off by the subtitle for today. I'll, it, it will be simple, but, but for, for, for me to help you understand it, um, I have to contextualize it this way. So today I want to I wanna attempt talking about I'll call it spiritual government. Spiritual. Someone say spiritual. Government. Okay, so let me put up by the title. We're still on this gospel of the kingdom. But I want to do that because uh, 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 an emphasis, a major part of the kingdom is the demonstration of the kingdom. Is the demo Someone say the demonstration of the kingdom. Yeah, the demonstration of the kingdom. One of the things that concerns me is if we're not very careful in all of these things that we're doing in terms of trying to impact society, um, influence society, spheres of influence, they, um, the origin of change must begin in the spirit. Whew. I think that's a word for somebody. Does that make sense? The origin of change must begin in the spirit. Does that make sense? Sometimes the, the distinction is not just in activities, it's in source. Are we together? Yeah? The distinction is not just in activities, it's in source. In other words, where has this thing started from? Or what is the, thank you Holy Spirit, what is the origin or the source of this thing? So, in, in a very simple way, right, we can, for example, in trying to impact Leicester with the gospel, we can start several initiatives and several projects. For example, Food Bank. How many of you know Food Bank? All right, so we can start food bank. We can start several projects. But what makes the food bank of the church different from the food bank of other institutions and communities? The difference is in the source. The difference is where it originated from. The difference is where it started from. Does that make sense? I, lo I love Leicester because Leicester is diverse. Leicester is very diverse. Would you, would you agree with me? In, on Leicester High Street, you find everything. It's like a modern-day Athens. Huh? You find the guys who say that Jesus is, um, how they say it now, what are those guys we met? They say that uh, they focus on black Jesus. Does that make sense? And we are all the tribe of Israel and all that stuff. So you find them, they, they, um, they are Ladis friends, really, because she gave them a lot of time the last time with evangelism. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they, they really have. They, Lade, Lade has their time with her evangelistic her. So you have those guys that are there. Then you have another person shouting, Krishna, 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 Krishna. Okay? Then you have the other person. You know, you have, then you have all the churches. So all in the same space, you have everybody promoting market. What's the distinction? The source. The origin. So that the activity can look the same, but it's the source and the origin. So change must begin in the spirit. Are we in Mark chapter 5? Are we in Mark chapter 5? I said, are we in Mark chapter 5? No. Okay, so that's the answer because nobody answered. <laughs> All right, Mark chapter 5. And I hope you understand because there was something so important.
important that Jesus did as he preached the gospel of the kingdom. And that was Jesus healed and delivered people. Right? Um, we cannot talk about the basics of the kingdom and not talk about issues of healing and deliverance. Okay? So this is what is one of the things that's now lost in the church today because we, we like big grammar, uh, apostolic genius, and, you know, we throw all these words around, but we need to understand that the kingdom of God is not in talk, it's in power. I said the kingdom of God is not in talk, it's in power. So that means even the talk in the kingdom is a power talk. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? It's a power talk. So I want to focus on that spiritual government. So what I'm, what I'm talking about is in the area of the basics of the kingdom. The Bible says that Jesus went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing people. Does that make sense? There was an effect to the gospel of the kingdom that, that Jesus preached. And that effect was that people experienced healing and change. So we cannot talk about kingdom without that. Mark chapter 5, the Bible says that they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of uh, Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat immediately, there met him a man out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and broke the shackles into pieces. Wow. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when Jesus, Jesus saw, when, when he saw Jesus from afar, rather, he ran and fell before him and cried out with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied that his name is Legion. He said, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. And now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. And they begged him saying, send us to the pigs. Let us enter them. So he gave them, I love it, he gave them permission. That means they can't do whatever they want. He gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came and, and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned into the sea. I want to, uh, wh where I really want to go is um, the practicals of what I'm talking about. But to help you understand, are we together, everyone here? Please, attention is important. To help you understand these practicals, I have to almost uh, use an example to do some diagnosis. All right, okay? So I want to use this example because when I talk about the practicals now, and you would see where um, partly the, the not I don't want to say the church, the world is deceived as to certain things that happen. The Bible shows us the picture of this, of this man here. Remember what I'm talking about, spiritual government, right? The Bible shows us the picture of this man here. This man, the Bible says that he was bound by, uh, 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 the, Bible, the Bible talks about legion is the word that describes how the, the, the characteristic of the spirits that bound this guy. It was called legion. And in the... Uh, Greek Roman culture, legion was often used to describe an army of about 3,000 to 6,000, a troop of about 3,000 to 6,000. So when this guy said legion, he wasn't describing the name of the spirit. He was describing the, he was describing the, the squad. <laughs> he had a whole squad inside him. And one of the ways that we can, we can almost affirm that this is true is because when Jesus cast out the spirit from this man, the Bible says about 2,000 pigs died. <laughs> Are you with me? So this guy, essentially, he was bound by, by legion. And the Bible shows us some very interesting characteristics because today, when we deal with situations like this, because spirituality has been lost in culture, we don't regard things like this as much. And so what has happened is that we have now sustained a theology that does not allow people to be delivered. Now, the Bible gives us a very clear characteristic. The Bible, one of the things the Bible says about this man was that this man cut himself constantly. If this was in today's society, we would make this a medical condition. Please hear my, hear my, <laughs> hear my heart. It is, it, is, it is no accident that in the church day, I am not convinced that we, we've seen as many miracles as we saw in times past. And that is because 
There, there is a whole, we see, when it, when it, miracles are not bad. Does that make sense? Miracles, someone say miracles are not bad. He is the God of miracles. And we're not saying that in a, in a, in a, in a uh, carnal way. There, there is a dimension of the miraculous that has been taught us that, that, that sponsors laziness. So I, I, I don't want to walk and I'm expecting miracles. Open cupboards. You know? No, it'll be empty. You have cobwebs. <laughs> Does that, I'm not talking about that dimension of the miraculous that's lazy. See, that, that's not miracles. That's something else. Right? So miracles are proper. And one of the reasons why we don't see, I believe, the, the miracles that we should see uh, that God has ordained in the church, things that should have taken us one minute to deal with and not become a prayer point for a lifetime, is because I think we've lost a whole su a sustaining education behind what makes those miracles possible and what sponsors them. That's what I'm talking about, spiritual government. Jesus walks here, and this man has been caught in himself. Right? So I said, if that was today's society, we'll probably take him on some rehabilitation, this and that, and prescribe this injection and that. And please, there's a place for medical stuff. I'm not, I'm not against that. I really believe in that. Right? But the reality of the matter is that the problem, the source of the problem, except to look at it in scripture, was spiritual. No human being by themselves will cut themselves. Except for influence. And it's amazing how we can see now certain characteristics and certain behaviors. And because we, we, we were a generation that I don't think, by God's grace, we will be in Jesus' name. But I don't think we're spiritually conscious enough to understand how the world functions. Okay, I get it. I get it. Some of our, the, those that went before us in the church... I, I, I know that maybe, okay, maybe they, they on some things, they, they exaggerated everything. So, like, you, you know, every cat is a demon, every dog is a demon. I, I get it, okay. <laughs> I get the exaggerated certain things. But we have to understand that some of the things that they try to show us about spirituality, they, they, are, they are realities. They, they, because of the spirituality of some of the, those that have gone before us, there are some things that we haven't fought. Please, don't underestimate. There's some things we haven't fought because they fought it. Right. Now, so here's my point. This guy, right, the Bible says that he was so strong that they put chains on him and he could break the chains. He could break the chains. Scripture shows us that people were afraid of him. Nobody went Nobody there went outside to confront him. This was the description and the characteristic of this guy. Why was he behaving that way? This is what I want to investigate then, and I'll begin to show you how we can apply this to our lives. Are we together? Why was he behaving that way? The Bible lets us know that to account for it, this guy had, he had at least 3,000 spirits. In him influencing his life. Right? Can I can I go beyond the word influence? The guy had about three thousand spirits governing his life. Remember when I was teaching about this uh, a few weeks ago? I talked about how the focus of these spirits was not the man. <laughs> the focus of this spirit was the region. The man was the gatekeeper into the region. In God's, you, you would see, because as you study later, this man, when Jesus delivered him, the Bible says that he went about preaching the gospel in Decapolis, Deca 10, 10 provinces. So this man, by the design and the ordination of God, he had rank in the spirit. He was a spiritual gatekeeper. But the enemy just manipulated, corrupted that thing that he was and used it in the adverse way. That's what I'm saying. So the point here, I'm, I'm trying to emphasize, what I want to say is very simple from this. This man wasn't just behaving the way he was behaving. Right? He wasn't just doing things. They were not just habits. Huh. Are you with me? These were not just habits. This wasn't a, a bad habit. No. This was a reflection of a governing power. Not over a man, but over a region. 
the, the, the silly thing about, please permit me to use that, about the people that lived in God was that you could tell that there was a feeling of maybe because this guy lived by the tomb. So there was a feeling of isolation. So I can imagine that the general mindset was the man at the tomb. Look at, oh, you, look at your friend. <laughs> you know, you know, look at your friend. Look at this. I, I can imagine that this guy was gossiped about constantly. I can, guess what? The people would have thought that this man has got problems. But you know what they didn't realize? They had problems. They had problems because they did not realize that through that man, demons ruled their, <laughs> demons ruled their region. So all of them, do you know what that man was? Can I tell you what it was? That man was a spiritual picture of their spiritual state. So everybody in God, <laughs> as a result of that man, just the, uh, imagine having 3,000 spirits for one person. No. The 3,000 spirits, it wasn't for the one person. It was for the region. <laughs> Can I preach a little bit? The spirits had positioned themselves in the region in such a way that they control. The, I, I told you the other time, some spirits can be more intelligent than, than some Christians. When Jesus was going to cast the spirits out, the spirits said to Jesus, don't send us out of the region. You see that? So they were interested in the region, but they got to the region through the man. So these are not just spirits. These were governing powers. This is where I'm going. Does that make sense? These were, these were ruling powers. They ruled the region. Uh, come on, GN Church. You guys are looking at me quiet. Is this making sense? They ruled the region. Wow. It's funny because Jesus recognized this. Jesus recognized how significant this one man was. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus took a trip to that place only for that one man. But because he knew once he delivered the one man, the region will be delivered. So, what, we, what we're talking about here is understanding, right, spiritual governments. That on the earth, there are no vacuums. That things don't just happen. That everything that you see is under one spiritual government or the other. Do you see what I'm saying? There are no vacuums. Everything that you see is under one spiritual government. So, now, watch this. Let, let, me, let me quickly rush to this. So, watch this now. What's going on here? Can I, can, I, can I talk like I'm training, right? Look at me, everyone. What's going on here in Mark chapter 5 is not just an issue of healing. <laughs> because sometimes we pray for things like healing and we don't see, we don't understand why. What's going on here? So, believe me, if Jesus went into that place and went to that man and said, be healed, that man would not have been healed. Because the issue was not healing, it was spiritual government. <laughs> right? There are, there, are, there are regions that we cannot, we can have a great message, a powerful message. But if we don't deal with the spiritual governing power of that place, you're not, let me tell you something. You're not too young to hear this in your faith. Because whether you want to hear it or not, it's happening. <laughs> Does that make sense? Right? right? There are places we have the right message. We have the right systems. Right? We have the best professionals. We have the best. But we cannot effect change in that place because change begins in the spirit. Now, I'm teaching the gospel of the kingdom. So, here, if Jesus went to that guy and just said, be healed, can I tell you something? Nothing would have happened. Because, now, um, next year, I just planned part of my calendar for next year. So next year, I'm doing a school of prayer. No one's excited. Yeah, I'm doing a school of prayer. So I'm doing three semesters, one in February, seven days straight. <laughs> All right, one in the middle of the year, seven days straight. The final will be in London, and it'll be four weekends. So we'll get we'll get dates to you, because I, I realize that we need time to break things down. 
It's not just about praying. It's praying with education. That's what I'm saying to you. So now here, the issue is not just, it's not just healing. What's, what's happening here is that what this man was experiencing was a reflection of a particular government. Please hear me. I'll be together. Be patient. Someone look at me. Be patient. Be patient. I want to get this. What this man was experiencing uh, was a reflection of a particular government. The ex- you know the explanation I gave you a few weeks ago? about I talked about how in Nigeria we had the military rule. And because we had the military rule, there was a certain type of experience we had, the people. We, we lived under fear. Okay, we didn't feel like we could make a choice about who could govern us, right? Governments determine experiences. So what's happening here is this guy, he's cutting himself, behaving the way he's behaving as a reflection of what ruled over him. So if you're going to bring him healing, you can't just bring him healing, right? What you have to do is you have to change the spiritual power that's operative in that region. Okay. You know what I'm saying to you? The healing, the element of the healing, what the Bible says healing is children's bread. The element of the healing is basic. If we can change the government, what's ruling there, the experience changes. So notice, Jesus doesn't even say to him, be healed of your cotton. There's no need. Does that make sense? Jesus did not say to him, be healed of your insanity. There's no need. All that Jesus had to do was to dethrone my God. <laughs> hey, and in this month of the gospel of the kingdom, we are dethroning things. We are dethro- There are things that are reigning that are not supposed to reign. So what Jesus had to do was to dethrone. Once he dethroned the principalities, the man, healing, it wasn't just healing. Purpose. <laughs> healing. That's basic. The man, st- he, the, can you imagine someone going from cutting himself, manifesting spirit to going to ten cities, talking about Jesus. From one extreme to the... You see, the things that have become processes in the church today is because we don't understand the dynamics of the kingdom. There are two types of government in the earth. One is the government of light. The other is the government of darkness. Are we together? I said, are we together? Yeah. One is the government of light. So when we think, when we use that word kingdom, uh, I want you to think of that word government or administration. These are not big words. These are basic words. <laughs> right? Are we together? Are we together? Yeah, this is important for you. So there are two types of government on the earth. The government of light, which is the, the kingdom of God, and the government of darkness. Now, it will be, I want to say it will be lugubrious, but that's not <laughs> It will be ridiculous for you to be unaware of the systems of th- on this earth. Jesus talking said, now this is what Jesus said. He said, the prince of this world, he called Satan a prince. <laughs> right? He said, the prince of this world comes and finds nothing in me. What did he mean by the prince of this world? Satan has a, Satan has a, he has a hierarchy that he operates. Can I take this up a notch? The devil is not omnipotent. And he's not omniscient. Alright? So, he can't be everywhere at the same time. Just know what I'm saying to you. Right? God is omniscient. God is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. He can be... God is everywhere at the same time. Satan is not everywhere at the same time. So then the question is, how does he propagate evil? Through a system. So, there are, there are different, please hear this. There are, then there are different structures to the system of the adversary. Okay? You hear principalities, powers, uh, spiritual wickedness. These are different, different arrangements of the, of the devil. My message is not Satan. My message is about the gospel of the kingdom. 
These are different, these, these are different arrangements. So if believers are ignorant of these things, what you will realize is you will keep putting effort in an atmosphere that the kingdom has not come to reign over. And you will sow so much effort in that place, in that atmosphere, and not see results that you should see. This is vital. I said this is vital. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't make no mistakes. There are, there are two governments on the earth. Right? The government of light, the government of Christ. Say, okay, and the government of the adversary, the devil. So everything that happens on the earth is linked to these two governments. Not because God and Satan are equals. No, please make no mistakes. But because of Adam's sin, <laughs> right? The only thing that Satan has as a contention on the earth is the right that Adam gave him in the beginning. Remember when I taught you that? Remember in the book of Genesis? When Adam sinned, remember in the book of Luke, when Satan went to Jesus, he said, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you all these kingdoms for they have been delivered to me. What did he mean by that? Adam delivered it to him. Adam, Adam. <laughs> okay. Adam delivered it to him. So Adam gave Satan right to contend for the earth. Not because Satan originally had it. So, in this world as we speak, yes, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The highest heavens is given to, to the children of men. But also, there is another factor. Right? There is another factor that works on the earth. It is the kingdom of darkness. It works. It's present. Can I help you understand it? It's present in government. <laughs> right? It's present amongst the leaders of the world. It's present if you don't, if you don't impose um, the word of God. It's present in homes. It's present in universities. It's present in institutions. Right? Uh, curriculums have been built by, by inspiration. Educational systems have been built by the influence of darkness. There are systems that have been built. The end result of it is that people are, are, are what's the word I'm looking for? They are indoctrinated to produce darkness. This is why you must learn the gospel of the kingdom. Right? Our faith must produce a system. <laughs> Does that make sense? Our faith. What is your faith? Your faith in this season is like Noah's ark. Where you just don't preach. You have the systems to save people. Okay. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Noah wasn't just going to say, this is us today. If we're in the days of Noah, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Okay, what are we going to do about it? It's going <laughs> to rain. God told me to build an ark, but you're not building it. It's going to rain. Preaching, but not building systems. Does that make sense? Oh, the young girls today, they do this. There's prostitution. This. What system are we going to use to get them out? So, it's, it's very important, please, to understand what we are dealing with. Uh, it's important to understand that on the earth today. So, let's go back to this so that we can, we can really implement where we're going. So, Jesus doesn't just heal this man. What Jesus does is that Jesus changes the government of this region to change the experience of the people. Okay, he changes what is ruling over the people. We would want to do that. We will start by printing flyers. As if demons are not smarter than flyers. <laughs> does that make sense? Right? Sometimes we'll almost go plant churches. And not deal with what's happening in the region. You will start a business in a place. And not fast. Because it's a business. Because it's not a church. What you don't realize is. Demons are more attracted to the economy. Than they are they're attracted to church sometimes. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. Because of course we know we're kingdom minded people. But if people are constantly looking for money. They don't even have time to serve God. Am I making sense? 
So, the healing here is simple. The healing is not the point. The healing comes. So, Jesus shows us this in a very simple way. Let me, let me try and conclude on this so we can pray. Jesus shows us this in a very simple way. When Jesus went to preach, right, healing happened automatically. He healed. Why did he heal? The healing was the evidence of the type of government that was at work. You see what I'm saying? So, if the government of Jesus is at work, there is healing, there is deliverance. Th those things are just byproducts. So, it's not like I have to pray for healing specially. No, 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 no. Where Jesus reigns, health reigns. Where Jesus, this is, this is all scripture. Today, we have mixed up the whole thing. What's showing us that our message in the church is not as correct is how long we're spending praying for healing and deliverance. That's what's showing us that we've not understood the entire package. It's like saying that, um, 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 I know some of you are very rich and prosperous and blessed, so your aftershave, your perfume is just like, it's the bright and morning star, the lily of the valley, the fragrance of eternal life. And, okay, so it's like saying that, you know, those of you that you like to spend like, you know, half a million on your aftershaves and you know, God sees your heart though still, but it, it, it's like saying that you wear this really strong fragrance you walk in and the, the, the smell does not come out of you or come through you. It's evident. You know, you know certain people, you can almost attribute certain, certain smells to them. Good smells, not odor. <laughs> Please don't look at me. Does that make sense? <laughs> right? You can almost attribute good smells. Like a certain, you know, okay, when you smell, you're like, ah, oh, that's Jimra's aftershave. Come on now. Man of God. Okay? Right? You can almost say that. Right? It's the same thing with Jesus. Where Jesus is, his fragrance is. Healing is his fragrance. Deliverance is his fragrance. Liberty is his fragrance. Freedom is his fragrance. So, where the kingdom is present, these things are present. It's very simple. Jesus said, he said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom has come to you. What he's trying to say is that, what why, why do demons leave? It's a kingdom exchange. Demons, this is, this is what happens. It's like the, the principle of light and darkness. If I turn on the light, the darkness disappears because the light has been turned on. When the kingdom of God is turned on, darkness disappears. And darkness is not just darkness. Darkness has properties. Darkness is bondage. Darkness is ignorance. Darkness is depression. Does that make sense? Darkness is sickness. That's what I'm saying to you. So... These things are very clear. The kingdom, can I preach this a little bit? The kingdom of God is not sickness. Let me smash all the lies of the devil. The kingdom of God is not sickness. The kingdom of God is not bondage. So, where the kingdom is present, the attributes of the kingdom must be made manifest. So, hey, we don't even need to begin to sit down with this guy in, in Mark chapter 5 to try and start healing him. Because once we administer the kingdom, healing comes with the kingdom. Deliverance, do you see what I'm saying? Deliverance comes with the kingdom. Come on, are we together today? Yeah. <laughs> it's a simple thing. So, wherever Jesus went in preaching the kingdom, wherever he went, these manifestations took place. Today, we have all kinds of theology for not 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 seeing freedom anymore we have we, we we have counseling where we could have deliverance come and talk back to me does that make sense we have and, and when i say i'm not even saying that you have to vomit all over the place that's what i'm talking about <laughs> i'm just talking about freedom someone say freedom don't like don't you like to be free you don't want to be free okay okay you don't you don't want to be like you like you know because sometimes we can like the struggle uh, uh, no 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 amen Amen. 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 I get it. But there are times that Jesus went to a guy and said, would you be made whole? He said, I have no one to put me. Was that the question? Would you be made whole? Yes. No. I have no one to put me. Would you, does that mean, would you be made whole? I have no one to put me. He, wasn't, he didn't say, why are you not healed yet? He said, do you want to be well? I have no one to put me. Right? There is so... What Jesus, what Jesus brought was more than moments. He brought a whole government, a whole way of life, a whole new experience. Hi. So in Colossians chapter 1, 
uh, I think from uh, verse 13, he says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. See, our problem before we came to Christ, huh, it wasn't just that we were not, we were not saved. Uh, which was our problem? Our problem was our not being saved put us in the, thank you, Lord. Uh, he says, oh, David, yeah, he says, he has delivered us from the domain. Look at that, that word domain. Someone say domain. Yeah, so that means when I'm not saved, I am under the domain of darkness. Do you can use that word domain. You can also say government. So that means what governs me outside of Christ, what, what determines my destiny outside of Christ is this government of darkness. But he says, in Christ, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ. That's our legal position. You see that? So this whole, that's why Jesus told us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every, because this whole kingdom thing takes care of everything. The man in Mark chapter 5, right, he needed, that man, he needed, uh, what's the word now? He needed special deliverance. You know what your special deliverance is? He needed special deliverance. The believer in Christ Please, if we understand the gospel very well, you don't need special deliverance. What you need is to learn to implement your now legal position. There's a difference between us and that man. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference between us and that man. Why? That man was not delivered into the kingdom of his death son, Jesus Christ, by resurrection. The man experienced Jesus. Are we together? He experienced Jesus. Jesus delivered him. That's true. But that man did not have the kind of experience. Oops. That man did not have the kind of experience <laughs> that we have had in Christ. You see, the man did not experience what it means to be raised with Christ. Do you see what I'm saying? But what Jesus is showing us through that experience is simple. Is that if we truly have a kingdom encounter, we must have nothing that holds us down. There's a point. Does that make sense? If we should, when we wake up in Christ, we'll realize that some of the things that, are, that we say keep us bound, we can choose to work out of them. <laughs> That's what sonship is about. Yeah, we can choose. We can now say, in the name of Jesus, I've come of age. When I was a child. I spoke as a child. I reasoned as a child. When I became a man, God didn't put, put aside childish ways. I. <laughs> by the help of the Holy Ghost, of course. But I. I chose. I chose to walk out of pornography. I chose to. Right? Why did I choose? Because Jesus already took me out legally in him. So I chose to choose <laughs> what Jesus chose. If that makes sense. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Th this is the kingdom. Right? Right? I choose. You come of age, you go, in the name of Jesus Christ, I choose, I choose, I choose not to masturbate. I choose. I can't. I refuse to. I, does that make sense? I, because Satan wants you to think that you don't have the power, the will to say no. Right? I don't need deliverance for that. I just need a choice to choose what Jesus has done. I choose not to be angry every time. I choose. Someone say, I choose. Yeah. Yeah. I choose not to be angry every time. I choose not to say words that, can, that I cannot control. Why? Because I understand I'm no longer under that government. Does that make sense? I choose. I choose. I choose to be at peace with people. I choose. Someone say, I choose. Yeah. What is deliverance? Choosing liberty. That's it. You cannot, you cannot deliver someone who hasn't chosen to be free. Deliverance happens when you choose to be free. That's what it is. Deliverance is choosing liberty. Someone say, I choose freedom. Yeah, I choose freedom. I refuse to be bound. Someone say, say I refuse to be bound. Yeah, I refuse to be bound. It can't happen. <laughs> it can't happen. I said, it cannot happen. I refuse to be bound. Right? 
you see, maybe you see your life going in a pattern. You say, no, I refuse to continue in that way. I refuse. I'm no longer under the control, the government of darkness. You see that? I'm no longer under the control, the government of darkness. Now, I, the Bible says he has translated us into the dominion of his son Jesus. But if I don't understand the spirituality of it, I'll be buying books. It gra- it's great to buy books. Huh? <laughs> no, 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 I don't have a problem with it. I'll be buying books for what I could implement my spirituality over. You see what I'm saying? I'll be buying books. And what Jesus is showing us that certain behaviors, certain characteristics are reflective of what's governing. So if Christ is governing me, if Christ is governing, and you know the thing about, I love about Christ governing us? In Christ governing us, right, we reign with him. That's what's powerful. We reign with him. So I'm saying to you this afternoon, reign over fear. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I, hey, I'm not telling you be free. Uh-uh. That's too small. Reign over fear. It's a reigning issue. Romans chapter 5. This is kingdom we're talking about. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Reign over fear. Reign over worry. Worry doesn't need counseling. It needs dominion. <laughs> Right? You know, no, no, no. It doesn't need counseling. It needs dominion. Reign over. Reign over worry. Reign over anxiety. Reign. Yeah. Reign over it. How? The Bible says, Ephesians chapter 1, that and God has raised us up and made us sit together with him in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. Right? Who do you think is trying to get the anxiety to your mind? What, what, where do you think it's coming from? You see what I'm saying? What do you think is making you feel depressed? What do you think is going on? But you know today because with too much English. Too much English. You see? Too much, too much, too much theory and, and philosophy and things like that. The gospel is not in talk, it's in power. You say, in the, if you feel anything, you say, in the name of Jesus, this is not reflective of my government. You say, in the name of Jesus, I stand in Christ, in God, seated with Christ in heavenly places, I govern over this. I'm, I'm not saying God take it away. Uh-uh. No. I don't beg God for what God has given me authority over. I need to know the things I beg God for. <laughs> right? I need the things I beg God for. That's different. But when it comes to things that God has given me authority over, I don't beg him for it. It's like, uh, I gave David a house key not too long ago. Amen. We gave him a house key. <laughs> we gave him a house key not too long ago. So imagine every time David comes, when I come back, can I open the door to go inside? <laughs> okay, before he goes to school in the morning, Dad, when I come back, can I use the key that you gave me to open the door? I gave him the key so he can open the door to come in. I give you the keys of the kingdom. So that what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What you lose on the earth shall be loose in heaven. Where I'm giving keys, I'm giving permission. Woo. Is anyone staring, hearing faith stare in this house today? So to, to, today, when, I, when we pray, I want you to make, in this Gospel of the Kingdom series, I want you to make certain decisions. The man in Gadara, the man with the legions, right? His situation was different. He got delivered, but he was not he was not in the new covenant and the new testament. But with us, with us, when you're born again, you're born above Satan. <laughs> Come on, did you hear what I said? When you're born again, you're born superior to Satan. Born superior to him. Yeah. <laughs> and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you. Not only is the government of Christ superior, I reign with him. I feel like God is saying in the house this afternoon, it's time to reign with Christ. It's time to reign with Christ. It's time to reign with Christ. It's time to reign over that thing that has long affected your family. It's time to reign. 
It's time to, you, do you know what it means to reign? It means to determine the realities. To be in power, to be in control. Today, when we talk about kingdom and dominion and things, we talk about spheres of influence, and we're only talking about it in the natural realm. Can I say something? We're starting Leadership Factory. We're talking about Christians in business and things like that. Christians who are going to impact the business world must first gain the dominion in the spirit. They must first become principalities of that gate. Don't get me started. <laughs> we're in my zone right now. This is what I was born for. <laughs> right? They must first get, they must, let me tell you something. Mark chapter 5. The way that the spirit, I almost feel like sitting down so that I can really get this. The way the spirit gained access to that region was through their economy. The spirit, you know, because you know the pigs, right, was their source of wealth. So notice when Jesus cast them out, they didn't want to, the only, the, the, the immediate place they wanted to relocate to was where the pigs were was where the base of their economy do you understand what I'm saying to you? so you now tell me that hey I want to change the business world and you don't you don't you don't apply the same level of gravity and force from the days of John the Baptist to you now the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force you want to get married and remember anyway, I deal with that on Friday and everything is lovey dovey cute cute dolly dolly right you're not thinking about how to possess that gate you're not thinking that before you get into marriage you need to you need to exert your dominion and your influence in Christ behind the scenes if you don't even have that about you say that will just package some fine young person to derail destiny God forbid Now you're at a place. If you're choosing a workplace, uh, if you're applying, you're speaking in tongues. Is this the one as per assignment? Huh? Don't with the corner of your eye, you're looking at Mavotike. <laughs> right? But but really and truly, in maturity, you're saying, God, God, where? As per the assignment. Huh? Where? Because I understand that everywhere I go, I must program kingdom realities. 8.14, listen to me. Beyond Bible study, you want to you wanna take campus for God? You want to take campus for God? You know, when I, you know what I did when I was a campus pastor? At night, I walk from my house and just speak in tongues. Literally. I was speaking to us one day. The gate man saw me. He said, "Are you speaking in tongues?" I said, "Yes, you're correct." I walk around and I speak in tongues. I walk because when God calls you, your assignment is almost like a threefold. Huh? You have an assignment to the people. You have an assignment to the city. But watch, you have an assignment to the principalities. <laughs> so if you talk to the people. And you talk to the city, but you don't, you don't, you don't fulfill your assignment to the principalities. What you're saying to the people, they will only filter it according to what's ruling them. So you must first address the principalities. You see that guy at the gate. Do you know why that was the first person that met Jesus? It was as soon as Jesus could not even go into the city. The first thing he confronted, where this, it looks as though where this tomb was located, where this man was, was in the city center. Am I making sense? We're going to start praying in about five minutes. About five minutes. So we have to understand in this whole kingdom thing, spiritual governments. Spiritual governments. Right? You want to break through to the next level in the next area of your life. Everyone look at me. Let me tell you something. Please look at me for a second. Just one second before we pray. Yeah, one second. Now, innocence, someone say innocence, innocence in the spirit is not an exemption, huh? 
look at me, look at me, bro. Some of you, you're amazing. I love you, God's heart, God's heart. Huh? But let me tell you something. Whether or not you are innocent, you're not exempt from the clash of the spiritual governments of this world. That you are nice, that you that you never intended to do anybody. You, in fact, you are the perfect candidate. That you, you, because some of us, the shock. <laughs> because some of us, the shock is that ah, but what have I done bad? Oh. better wake up and smell the coffee. If I smell the hot chocolate, smell the holic, smell the tea, smell the lemon tea, everything. Smell everything. Wake up and smell it and understand how we move in this realm. We move in this realm because we understand that nothing is given but everything is imposed. So if you keep keep up this slow spirituality, you, do you, you, you don't know why I'm getting the church to pray every day? There are reasons. We in the United Kingdom, we have hit a point now. We've hit, you don't, I don't think we've hit a point, huh? So this kind of slow, you, you, you would, you, I'm telling you. And that guy in Mark, people would have been referred to this hospital. See that specialist? This one is not good enough for you. His problem, the source, the origin, was spiritual. But for us in Christ, the Bible says that he has delivered us from the power of darkness. So we have legal deliverance. But our job now, let's rise to our feet. Our job now is to impose. The kingdom is about God's government. And that government is in the spirit before it manifests on the earth. 